0: No servant can serve two masters. Jesus doesn't seem to give us a third alternative. There are only two paths in life, the one that leads closer to Christ or the one that leads away from him. A few chapters earlier in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus put it like this, he who does not gather with me scatters. In other words, we cannot be morally neutral in life. We can't sit on the fence. Either we live selfishly, what Christ calls mammon or worldly riches, which enable us to exercise selfish desires, or we live for Christ. If we live selfishly, we actually contribute to the culture of selfishness. We extend the kingdom and follow the Lord of selfishness, Satan. If we live for Christ, on the other hand, we help build up his kingdom of justice and love the eternal kingdom. Those who pretend to stay neutral are fooling themselves. At the same time, Jesus reminds us that we don't make this choice just once. Every day, in small matters and great ones, God gives us chances to exercise our love for him or our love for ourselves. The Christian life consists in an ongoing series of decisions in which we reinforce or undermined our basic choice to follow Christ. Jesus is warning us that we are just like the steward in the parable. We have squandered the gifts that God has given us because we have sinned and have been affected by sin. And sooner or later, we all have to face the music. We will die and face judgment. But in the meantime, we have a golden opportunity to put our lives and talents at the service of the kingdom instead of the service of self. When we serve the wrong master, or when we try to serve two masters, being followers of Christ on the inside and followers of worldly fashion on the outside, we end up living a divided, frustrated life. Do you remember the American classic book, To Kill a Mockingbird, which was made into a movie starring Gregory Peck? The story takes place in a small Alabama town in the 1930s where relations between blacks and whites were marked by racism long before the civil rights movement. The drama centers on attorney Atticus Finch, a widower with two school-aged children. The county judge has assigned him the unpopular task of defending in court one Tom Robertson, a black man who has been falsely accused of a crime against white women. The whole town resents the fact that Atticus Finch, an upstanding white citizen, accepts the assignment. They think it is beneath his dignity to defend a black man accused of such crimes. But Atticus takes the case anyway in spite of warnings and threats. And not only does he suffer for it, but his children do too. The reason he gives for doing the right thing, regardless of the risk, is very interesting. He puts it concisely in a conversation towards the end of the book. He says, I cannot live one way in town and another way in my home. That's what it means to have an undivided heart. That was the secret to his integrity, his strength of soul, and his peace of mind. Jesus wants us to have undivided hearts, strength of soul, and peace of mind. He wants us to serve only one master, the right one. Today's culture strongly encourages us to live self-centered lives instead of Christ-centered lives, to serve mammon instead of God. There have been periods in history in which the popular culture was actually Christian when the current of the culture actually helped people to be true to their Christian mission. We do not live in such a period. For us to be trustworthy in small matters of life so that we can be trustworthy in the great ones, we have to make a conscious effort. We have to remember that the small choices that we make each day either draw us closer to Christ or push us away from him. If we get sucked into a gossip session, we are weakening Christ's kingdom. If we go the extra mile to help a relative or a colleague in need, we are strengthening it. The key is to remember that to create a habitual mentality that sees daily life as an arena in which we are battling for or against Christ. Another word for that habitual mentality is faith. Our Christian faith is more than just a list of beliefs. It is the way that we see the world. Since faith is a virtue, we can help it grow by exercising it. And One of the best ways to exercise it is by developing a disciplined prayer life. Taking even 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, to speak with Christ about what's important to him and what's important to us will do wonders for keeping our faith in shape. So today, let's ask Christ to strengthen our faith so that we can serve him better. Let's promise him that this week we will do our part to keep our faith in shape and to serve the right master.